What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Well, welcome to the 7 Figures Podcast. I'm Sandy Waters. The goal of this podcast is to give you all the information that you need to dominate your finances. So we're coming up on the end of the year. And thinking back at all of the episodes that we've done this year, we've had a good year. We've learned a lot this year. And I was trying to rank the episodes, and I know this is going to be hard because every one of the experts that we had in gave us so much valuable financial advice. This is going to be tough, but we're going to try to do it today. The top three lessons that we learned this year. And joining me in the Seven Figure Studio is Tom Dambra, the CEO of Family First Credit Union. Thank you for being here. Always fun to be here, Sandy. Thank now, you. I say it all the time with every podcast when you're not around, but I want to personally thank you for sponsoring sponsoring and supporting the podcast and promoting financial education. It's our pleasure. It's what we do. It's been such a great partnership. I was talking to some of the staff about the last six months that we've had with you and it's uh, it's gone so fast. I can't believe how much information that you've covered over that period of time with us. Um, And it's been such a rewarding opportunity for us. We're, We're so excited to partner with you. And it is what you guys do. I mean, you really do believe in uh, financial curiosity and education, and there is so much to know. It's almost impossible to have one person know everything. Yeah, the terminology alone is, yeah. is tough. You know, there's just some of the things that you think about. Uh, for example, the Federal Reserve, right? I mean, yeah. um, the Federal Reserve, they met and they moved on the uh, uh, Fed funds rate that impacts lending, it impacts deposits, it impacts everything. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's something you see in the news but you don't always necessarily really understand it. This podcast yeah. is a chance for us uh, to talk about and educate what these things are and how they impact you day in and day out. You know what? Why don't we take a moment and explain that a little bit further? So 25 basis point movement on what's called the Fed funds rate. Okay. And the Fed funds rate um, is a driver of what the interest rate world is doing out there. So when the Fed gets together and they decide what's going on in the economy, are things good, are things bad, um, they will move rates based upon that, that Fed funds rate. And so right now, and over the last uh, year or so, they felt like things have been good and they see good things coming. So they've been raising that interest rate. And um, it's 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 good and bad news. So the good news is, is that uh, typically deposit rates, the money that you save, are probably going to start to go up. You're going to start to see improvements in what you get back when you're okay. saving money, right? Um, the bad news side of it for the consumer is that's going to be a little bit more expensive to borrow money. So your auto loan rates, your mortgages, your um, home equity loans specifically are often very tied to that prime rate, prime and Fed run hand in hand together. Okay. And um, so it's going to cost a little bit more to borrow money. Okay, so there's pros and cons to that, too. There so what is, are we rooting it, for? I, 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 of course, I like to root to see the economy do well. And, and while it may be a little bit more expensive to 
borrow money, the fact that you're you're getting more back from a savings standpoint is good news. Okay. Usually you see the, the stock market doing well. So if you are invested, and I know you've spent a lot of time talking about the um, uh, 401ks and IRAs, yeah. your returns typically are better during those times as interest rates are easing and the, uh, the, the, the cost of borrowing goes up a little bit, but there's a lot of benefit on the other side of that. All right. So number three of the top podcasts of 2017, um, when we cashed in with expert Colleen Giaconetti, a senior retirement strategist at Vanguard, teaching us about the 401k. Should we put our money into a 401k? You can't take a loan to finance retirement. So try to rethink about how you're thinking about your budget and think about how much you're making and what you're spending on. Um, It's not really an either or decision, but the truth is the earlier people start saving, the less they need to save due to compounding. So it doesn't have to be that you feel overwhelmed by the amount that you need to save. Small changes in your daily life can really add up through time. Okay. And you know, I saw a fact sheet, uh, Fidelity Investments 2017 New Year's Financial Resolutions say that more people want to consider a financial resolution this year, which is up from last year, one of which being the 401k. Majority of people who do want to save more money say 401k is where they're going to start. Do you think that's the best place to start? Absolutely. I mean, from a tax advantage standpoint, you're you're able to absolutely take advantage of, of saving in that 401k. Yeah. That's huge, whether it's in, in, in a form of a 401k or in an IRA. Both are really great in, ways to get started. And the nice part is, is that it doesn't take a lot of money. It yeah. takes $25, $50. Just get started. Just get going. I know that's been the message throughout. Just get going with it. Yeah. Sometimes it does sound overwhelming. How much do I have to save? But Every dollar counts. And especially with the 401k, if there's a company match, which most often there's some company match. I don't want to say every company matches, but that's free money. No doubt. That's that's exactly right. I mean, take Family First, for example. We give a 3% match on, okay. uh, on, uh, to our employees, and, th- and that's... That's big. You know, you, you know, you make an investment in, in your own future and we're going to make an investment in it as well. And that that money over time, uh, that dollar cost averaging, like I mentioned, it will grow. It will grow. I know it may not feel like much yeah. today, but boy, you look back a couple of years from now, you will be so happy that you actually got that started. It's hard, though, to think such long term because you're not allowed to touch this money until no. you're 65 or whatever. That it's going to cost you if you do. So yeah. don't even think about it. No just doubt. erase that from your memory, uh, you know, your memory of even having this. Just put the money in there. It's pre-tax money, which is nice. Yep. It's just money that because you can't depend on Social Security at the end. You right. have to supplement that with right. something. Right. So the 401k, start as early as you can. And your dad brought up something that I thought was very, very important. There is just a plethora of what are called index funds or exchange traded funds, where I think the fear for a lot of people is, is that I don't know how to do it. Who Mm -hmm. should I be investing in? What company makes sense? Where am I going to do well and where am I not going to do well? Yeah. It's, it's very, very difficult to beat the market and, um, to get started with an index fund or an exchange traded fund, it covers most of the market for you. You yeah. pay a little bit of expense for that. Um, but in the end, and, and again, I know your dad mentioned this, but typically exchange traded funds and these index funds are cheaper than the yeah. standard mutual funds that are out there. Uh, they're a great way to get going. Yeah. And if, if that sounds still overwhelming and scary to you, 
The 401k, I mean, they have it broken out for you. Hey, what do you want to do? How old are you? You know what I mean? They have the fund already for you to just click yes. And it already has it all diversified and and whatnot. So it's as simple as just signing up at work. You're investing in the market and you're riding this nice wave that we're on right now. Right. Colleen mentioned the whole rebalancing thing. And what you just mentioned, Sandy, it is done automatically for you with these... um, with these um, um, target funds, if mm-hmm, you will. Mm-hmm. But if you're not in those target funds, you should take time to take a look to see, wow, the stock market did really well this year. It feels like I have way more stock than I may have in bonds uh, and in yeah. cash. And um, it might be a time to, to take advantage of rebalancing that. Uh, okay, number two of the top three seven figures podcast episodes of 2017. Former VP of Instruction and Dale Carnegie Master Trainer, Melissa Campos Z. We all love her here. Very popular in Rochester. So many people know her. Uh, Recently accepted a job with Wegmans working in store operations. She was helping us with how to excel at the workplace and ask for that raise that you deserve. How can we get the emotion out, not take it personally, and still give the evidence, then what the strength is that we bring and the benefit that we were able to bring to whether it be the organization or team. So how can we make it more black and white? Melissa mentioned a couple of really neat things in, in, in the, this podcast specifically. Um, the first is figuring out your value. Mm. Um, she mentions figuring out your value. What are you bringing to the organization? I mean, the organization should be investing in you, making sure that you are getting better and better each, each week. Um, and what is that doing for the organization though? And so how are you bringing your value to us? That is going to be important when it comes raise time, because if you're fundamentally doing the same thing every week, uh, and not necessarily adding to the value of the company, that makes it kind of tough to justify why you should be getting uh, an exorbitant raise of any kind. You don't necessarily deserve a raise based on how many years you've been there I think to earn it standard a cost of living is important and as, uh-huh. as companies take should always take that into consideration yeah because that's a reality that it gets more expensive for people to live but if you're really shooting for that bonus if you're really shooting to uh, be um, to be promoted then you've got to be able to show what your personal value is and what you're doing for the company day in and day out. She said it too in the podcast. A lot of us as the employee, we feel like, well, don't you see the work that I'm doing? Do I have to? It's uncomfortable for us to brag about what we do. Yeah. As a manager, as the CEO, do you view it as bragging? Where is that fine line of, okay, this employee is just bragging too much. And where is it? Oh, okay. They're showing me, bringing to my attention what they do. A lot of things happen all year long, right? So you get yeah. to the end of the year and you start to talk about specifically how the year went. I can promise you that even the best of managers aren't going to remember every last thing that you were able to bring to the table. And um, that is the time for the employee to say, hey, look, these are the things I did. So at Family First, we have um, performance reviews um, and we get a lot of feedback from the employees prior to actually doing the performance review. Mm-hmm. And that feedback is, talk to me about the things that you felt went really well for us, what you felt like you brought to the company mm-hmm. this year. And um, that highlights those areas. So when I'm working through that year-end review, we also do them quarterly. I'm like, oh yeah, 
That's right. You did get that accomplished. Should we wait for the performance review or should we along the way, the minute we do something that's like, huh, this I think will impress them. Do we bring it to your attention at that point or do we wait until those opportunities of performance? Yeah, I think it's the second of the two, Sandy. Really? I, I, I write it down. Write everything down because things get lost along the way, right? Yeah. Um, but if you write it down and you take opportune times to bring up, hey, here are three or four things that I was really happy with that took place this quarter, that sends a very loud message, in my opinion, from a management standpoint. Because it's not a that kind of constantly in your ear type thing. It's the okay. periodically mentioning, hey, here I am. Here are the good things that I'm okay. doing. You oh. certainly could overdo it if if every day um, you're in your boss's ear saying, "Hey, da, 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 hey, look, hey, at, look at me, look at me." <laughs> that gets a little bit much sometimes. Okay, but but also on the flip side of that is is that companies need to appreciate the work that their employees are doing and make sure that that's being recognized as well. Yeah. So um, it it is that middle ground. Keep that running journal. And now the moment we've been waiting for. Number one, everybody brings this man up. Anytime you talk about the Seven Figures podcast, he was fantastic. And he was one of our first, first ever episodes. Former bankruptcy judge, John Nympho. It is not about your academic IQ, I always say. It's about your financial IQ and the two aren't the same. And you better start building your financial IQ. It's not about how much money you have. It's about how you manage the money that you do have. That really makes the difference. Now, I think a lot of people found that to be such an interesting episode because he was citing all these what should have been very wealthy people who were in his court filing for bankruptcy. People don't live to their means. That's a very common problem yeah. that we see all the time. Um, you figure if you get a raise, you've already got figured out what you're going to do with that three or four percent. Right. I mean, it's already spent and that can snowball on you pretty badly. Yeah. The living within your means is a tough one because you're fighting that battle of keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. And you get used to stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about the first car that I drove. I don't know that I'd want to be driving that car today, but <laughs> um, you also yeah. probably shouldn't overspend on our vehicle either because we know that they're just getting you from point A to point B typically yeah. as well, as long as they're safe. The theme of that episode in particular, I think was you can easily justify an expense. We all do it. Why do I need, we say need, but it Mm -hmm. really is a want. Why do I need this trip to Disney? You know, Mm -hmm. I got to give the kids memories. We will justify these big expenses. And I think that's what he was saying is sometimes it just gets out of control. You don't even realize it. Yeah. Christmas can be that way a little bit too with the the season right now. Right. I mean, think about how stressed out you get during the Christmas season. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's a common problem, and yeah. sometimes it might make sense to sort of step back and ask yourself: Is this yeah. is this worth it? But we do. We want to please our families. We want to mm-hmm. please our friends. Um, it's it's human nature to be that way too. It really is. It really. You know, I heard a, a psychologist on a on a different podcast who was saying, "Human nature. We are competitive." Kind of like the keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. So if you were to look at all of the history of lottery winners, their neighbors increased their spending once they found out their neighbor won the lottery. 
because it's that competitive nature. Oh, well, oh you think you're better than me? <laughs> I'll show you. I can buy a new car, too. Right. But we don't openly talk about how much money we have in our 401k or in our savings or long term. So therefore, there it's removing that competitive nature. We're not competing to save more right. because that's not out in the open. Right. We're competing to spend more because that's what's out in the open. Yeah. And I thought that was a very interesting angle that maybe we should be bragging about how much money we got in the credit union. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start? No, uh, I'm just kidding. Privacy laws, Sandy, are going to get kidding. in the way of that, I'm afraid. But, uh, but it was a very interesting, interesting viewpoint that when you do purchase something, why are you really buying it? Are you looking to impress? Or are you really right. looking to get some value out of that? Especially this time of year. I just bought $20 worth of magnetic putty. Why $20? I don't know, Tom. I really don't know. That was a complete waste of money. My kids will probably play for a week. But they're going to be the cool kids in class for that. And they're going to be excited about it. As opposed to they go into school and say, hey, mom made a $30 contribution to my 529 plan. (laughs) And I'm going to go to college in 10 years from now thanks to that contribution she made. That's no fun, yeah. right? Yeah, and we can all, we're, we all do it every once in a while. You just got to make sure you keep it in control is sure. the overall theme, I guess. With every podcast, it was, right? Did it you? really was. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, one of the things that also came up was around problems. I mean, a lot of what we talk about here, right, are, are financial problems and how we mm-hmm. try to work around them. And um, I'm such a fan of people who do the research to, to determine how they get themselves out of that problem. Uh, Find a solution. Don't just say, oh, I can't afford to pay for, I'm just going to make something up, gas to get to, to, yeah. get to Disney World this year, yeah. or I can't afford this, or I can't afford that. Have a solution behind it. Yeah. And you know when you get back to also um, value from an employee, that's big for me too. When somebody has a problem at work, if you've got a potential solution for that problem, boy, that's terrific. And it may not ultimately be the final solution, mm-hmm. but you're starting the ball rolling. You're, you're starting... attempting to find a solution. Exactly. You're viewing it as, yeah, you're not the victim. Right. And that's another tough one. That's another human nature trait that we all have, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that's what Judge and Info was trying to tell us, right? At, yeah. at the end of the day, um, seeing people who have what you would think large sums of money show up in bankruptcy court is surprising to some, mm-hmm. but I bet you those people didn't try to push further to figure out how to solve their problem. Yeah. Boy, again, a lot of kudos to people that figure out how to get through their problems and solve them on their own. And usually it's around making sacrifices. It really is. But a little at a time. I mean, you don't have to all of a sudden cold turkey, stop life, stop living. Right. Um, Just a little bit at a time. Yep. So hopefully this year of podcasts helped inspire you to get your finances in order and be a little bit more curious about finances and like uh, bankruptcy judge Jen Info said it's not about your academic IQ, it's about your financial IQ. Amen to that. Tom Dambra, CEO of Family First Credit Union, thank you so much again for being here today and uh, being such big supporters of Seven Figures. Thanks so much, Sandy. Well, a very safe and happy holidays to all of you. And I appreciate everybody for checking out the podcast every week on rochesterbuzz.com, subscribing on iTunes and Google Play or wherever you get your podcast. It means a lot. So enjoy the holidays. We'll talk to you in 2018. But before we go, father knows best, my dad's two cents. Charles Dickens said, no one is useless 
in this world who lightens the burdens of another. In keeping with that theme this holiday season, instead of showing your generosity by running up your credit cards, focus on spending time with your loved ones and look for an opportunity to help someone in need. 